testing guys am on i'm on okay let's just go ahead and pray lord we just thank you right now father we, we thank you that even at as we listen it's just a sobering 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 recognition that freedom isn't free somebody pays the Father, today we come to honor and to recognize, God, that someone paid the cost. And as it was said, the cost follows the Lord. And Lord, we just don't want to ignore it because we know that at a holiday time we can look at the, the, the fun, the festivities, and forget the cost. Father, we want to remember the cost and be thankful for those that have paid that cost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. As we, we're hearing the Amber Alert, let's just lift up whatever that situation is right now in the name of Jesus. Those that are concerned and who they're concerned about, Father, you know. And so, God, we ask your hand of protection and and revelation of what is needed, God, be right now in the name of Jesus. God, you handle it like only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, as I was um, uh, sitting there, and I'm, I mean, that was, I hadn't got to see that video. That video was kind of sobering, really, to me, and it just kind of took me, um, it took me back to, uh, my mind was a little bit on the ladies that's over there doing the, trying to make sure the picnic's together. And, you know, I was like, I hope they can get back here. And I'm, my mind's over there. And then as I'm listening to this, it just kind of drew me back in um, of, you know, the importance of, of this day. And it, it just um, reminded me of my father uh, had told us it, many times because he was in the war, he, there were just so many war stories that daddy had um, told us, but one of the war stories that has always stuck with our family was that uh, my dad was um, fighting and they were in a minefield. And in this minefield, my dad didn't actually, they were walk, you had to walk through the minefield, but you had to be very, very careful about, um, you know, where you stepped, because if you stepped on, it can, you can blow up. And they were in a mine. They had got to this minefield, and one of the the Korean men that he was fighting with stopped my dad and told my stopped my dad and walked ahead of my dad. And my dad's alive today because he, he the Korean man, protected my dad from the mine. And I thought to myself that that's what we're talking about today: is heroes that have ha paid a price so that we could live. Yeah. Yeah. Heroes that have paid a price, they, they took the fall, yeah. right? So that we could sit here this morning and have the freedom to worship God and have the freedom to lift up our hands. And, and there's somebody that's taken the fall for us to be able to go to a picnic this morning. <laughs> There's somebody protecting us while we're eating hot dogs, you know? And, and I thought about that is, is the honor and the recognition that, that we, you know, we need to think about. And as they was talking about this, 
um, he, he kept saying, we owe that man. You, you kept hearing him saying, we owe that man. And at first, my thought was on my dad. And I, I just th thought about the, the Korean guy that had walked in. I said, we owe that. You know, our family, when I look back, we owe that man that took the fall. And that's why I had a dad that, you know, raised me and was with me and taught me about Jesus. We owe that man. As, as he kept that reverberating in my ear because he said it more than once we owe that man and what he was talking about that hero that one that's that stood in the place that one that stood in the gap but he kept saying we owe that man and all of a sudden I just felt this in my spirit we owe that man and have we forgot the man that we all owe Maybe you don't know about a war story or you, your family never went through one. But but let me tell you about a war that we've all been in. And that's the war on sin. Amen. And there's a man that we owe this morning. Amen. Because of him. Amen. We've been saved from the, the havoc of sin and from the death and the grave. Come on. We owe that man. All right. I said we owe that man. And, and uh, although sometimes we may not get the gravity of that when you begin to think about how I start thinking about this man walking ahead of my dad making sure that my dad didn't step on a mine but the, he stepped on one and he took the fall for my dad it brings it back that's what Jesus did for me and we owe that man guys we owe that man, and sometimes he can get lost in all the festivities of a hot dog and a, and, and, and a park and, and Easter bunnies and Christmas trees. He can get lost in all of that. But we owe that man the reverence and the honor because he became God, became a man, and he left heaven to come to this earth to take the fall for all of us. And so this morning, it kind of, thank God for everybody that kind of walks together in, um, you know, putting the, the uh, ministry morning together. I thank God for, for the video because I hadn't seen it. But um, it goes with what the Lord, today we're going to go back um, to look again. Okay? We're going to look again. Faith looks again. And this morning, we want to look again in this aspect of look again. We know that war is a terrible thing. And how I knew it was a terrible thing is I, I, I um, grew up with, you know, my dad being in war. I, I grew up with stories about war. And I also grew up with the after effects of war. As my dad came home, there was just after effects of war. I grew up with, um, you know, what it did to him, the, you know, uh, seeing the different, um, you know, when he would wake up in the middle of the night and, 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 and sometimes, um, you know, he wouldn't remember where he was at. His, his fist would be raised. I, I mean, I remember all those things of the after effects of war. I remember watching him, movies with dad and, and different war movies. And I would, you know, see the, see the tears in his eyes. I, I, I would just see the, you know, like we're watching and we're, the, it's not affecting us like it's affecting him and there's tears in his eyes and just a sadness and just the horror that he would tell me about the different places that they would go into and not just just seeing um adults or your enemy die 
Okay, there was sometimes you saw your, your friend die, and what he would call friendly fire. Some, you, there were just, you know, uh, shooting the wrong person because over there, there was just, you would shoot the wrong person. He, he had told me this one story that stays with me while they were in a trench, and, and they had, he had got, you know, uh, at night, you, you're trying to get away, and he, he told us about him getting inside of this trench. But in the morning, when, but there's, he could hear somebody else in the trench. But in the morning when he wakes up, it's him and the enemy in the trench. Oh. And so, but you couldn't see at night because it's dark. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's trying to hide. So it's him and the enemy in the trench, but the enemy didn't shoot him. He didn't shoot the enemy. They just parted ways. That was the grace of God. Hallelujah. And I, my dad would tell me so many stories that showed the grace of God watching over him in war. But war is a terrible thing because war is about death. You know, it says, you know, everybody, everybody can go to war, but not everybody can come home from war, right? There's, there's a lot of people that die. And so as I was thinking about that, one of the things that we want to look again, you know, I thought, okay, we're not in Ukraine. We're not in these wars, okay? We just see it on TV. And so what we think is war is over there. And we can, you know, shake our heads and to a certain level, to a cer only to a certain level, okay? There's a certain sadness. More so for us that, that um, you know, because we're in a military town, our husbands, our spouses is in the military. It hits us even to a deeper level, right? So, so I remember when um, Pastor David was over and it, in the military, and he was, what was the war, babe? Desert Storm. Okay, I remember when he was there. My son Daniel, he uh, took me through a, took me through a whole journey with his dad over there. And so he, we could not turn on the TV, and Daniel would just think that his dad was dead. It was just, his dad was going to die. This was going to, you know, daddy's dying. I know he's dying. And I had to keep on to saying, you know, you know, I just heard from dad. But those that people that, you know, we would hear the news, knew he was alive. But people that are in the military, you, you, you know that sense of dread. Yeah, that they're saying he's okay, but he... He may not be okay, okay? They're saying everything's all right, but then there go those silence where they, nobody wants to tell you nothing, and so you don't know if it's all right. So you feel more so when you're in a military town, you know that kind of dread, you know that kind of, you know, I don't know if he's going to come back. You're, you're so happy. But this morning, I want us to know, faith wants us to look again about thinking that it's over there thinking that it's um, in Ukraine, thinking about, today we want to talk about something that, where does war begin? And sometimes we're thinking of a far off country, but I just want us to come to our own land. And our own land is our own hearts. Okay, uh, can you, I just need somebody, to, this is not working on me right now. Hallelujah. It's tight right there. Okay. Got it? Thank you so much. 
I want us to start in James 4 and 1 through 3 in the Amplified Bible, and it says this. In the Bible, I, I, I love how the Bible gives us definitions and understanding of of where stuff begins. The Bible's in the beginning. We got to go to in the beginning. Where does war start in the beginning? Okay. In James 4, 1 through 3, it says this. What, and this is the Amplified. It says, what leads to strife? Discords. Feuds. And how do conflicts, quarrels, and fightings originate among you? Do they not arise from your sensual desires that are ever warring in your bodily members? You are jealous and covet what others have, and your desires go unfulfilled. So you become murderers. So you become murderers. To hate is to murder, as far as your hearts are concerned. You burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment, and the happiness that you seek. So you fight and war. You do not have because you do not ask. Or do you ask God for them and yet fail to receive because you ask with wrong purpose? An evil Selfish motives. Your intention is when you get what you desire to spend it on sensual pleasures. We're going to let the word talk to us this morning because we want none of us like war. (laughs) We hate war. But when we say let war stop, that starts with me. And this is how the word of God wants. It starts with me. James 4 and 1 in the Message Bible says this. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep down inside yourselves. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? (laughs) And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. You're spoiled children. (laughs) One in your own way. Oh, come on. So the message Bible speaks right to our face, in our hearts, doesn't it? Let's go to the Matthew 5, 2, and 24. In Matthew, in this chapter, it's the Beatitudes. And I like the Beatitudes means this is how you're supposed to be. Okay? This is how you, your attitude's supposed to be. This is how we're supposed to walk. And if our attitudes aren't right, that's where war comes from. And so this morning, we got to look and see where... Uh, I've been looking and, and praying on TV as they talk about gun laws and, 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 and the uproar over gun. And I'm an uproar over hearts because before a gun, a knife, a rock, <laughs> a slap, a kick, before it's instituted out of my hand, it came from my heart. 
And if we can get the heart right, we wouldn't have to worry about the instruments, right? The problem is the heart. And a lot of times we, we, we focus on the instruments that's used instead of the heart that instituted me to pick up whatever I'm picking. If it's just my fist, it came from my heart first. Heart first, okay? But we got to get the attitude right. And he opened his mouth and taught them saying, and you know what, in this, this, this uh, scriptures and verses, it always reminds me of, uh, where is he at? Why come I can't see him right now? Uh, he was sitting right here. LaFaro. Did he need? Oh, LaFaro. Oh, I'm sorry, LaFaro, you almost just threw me off. Okay, I was thinking this morning, this scripture, and last night I was telling Pastor David when I'm going over this scripture, I said, this reminds me so much of LaFaro because this scripture, it just don't make no sense. <laughs> he was in this drama that we did at church, and he kept on saying, it don't make no sense. And so all I could hear it while I'm reading this scripture was, it just don't make any sense. And that's our problem. It's because we're trying to make sense out of God's precepts instead of just doing them. We're trying to make sense out of them. Okay. Okay. And so he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the, they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice when all this is going on. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. It just, I mean, it just put an extra on it. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you listen you are the salt of the earth but if the salt has lost its savor wherewith shall it be salted it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and, give, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let, 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 I always say that to myself, let, 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 let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. 
For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness exceeds, come on, the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no way, it shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Here we go. This makes no sense. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother, come on, without a cause, shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembrance that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave. Leave. Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother. First be reconciled to thy brother. And then come to offer thy gift. Now, see, I'm just going to let the word talk to us this morning. Okay? Now, let's hear it from the message Bible. God blesses those who are poor and realizes their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you. Let's say it again. I just want us to hear the word this morning, okay? Hear the word this morning. God blesses you when people mock you. God blesses you when people... This makes no sense. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you. God blesses you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Now, I want us to get this understanding. Sometimes people are saying evil things against us because we're being evil. Okay? 
I don't want us to go, yeah, yeah, they're talking about me. They're talking about me. And you're doing evil stuff, okay? It says they're, they're, they're talking about you because you're his follower. You're doing his word. You're walking like how he wants you to walk. You're loving like how you, he wants you to love. You're humble. You're doing what the word says, and they're talking about you. Some of us get mad when we're doing the evil stuff and they talk about us. We want people not to talk about us while we're doing the evil stuff. But the thing is, if I'm doing, blessed am I if I'm doing what God told me to do. I'm doing God's will. I'm walking God's word out. Blessed am I when they're talking about me and doing those things that I'm suppo supposed to be doing. All right? It says... Be happy about it. Be happy while they're talking about you. Say yes. Be very glad. It said be very. It didn't just say be glad, you guys. It said be very glad. Be very. Because you know you're doing what the word said. You know you're doing what God said. Be, well, everybody's talking good about you all the time. Come on. The whole world's talking good about you. Check yourself. Check yourself. Because you're probably doing what the world likes to do, and that's why they're talking good about you. Because that's not what the Bible said. The Bible said you'll be hated for his name's sake. So somewhere in there, somebody's got to hate you. If everybody's loving on you, you better check yourself. Check your walk. Check your talk. It says, be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. Oh, you guys, see, we're looking for reward and kudos down here, but awaits us in heaven. Our reward comes from the Father, not the major populace of mankind. It says, and remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Ask Pastor David. He can't stand not tasting salt. So, but what good is it if salt has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Oh, oh saints of God, let's remember the church is not supposed to be incognito, undercover. It's a city that's supposed to be set on a hill that's not hidden. They, they're going to know we are Christians. They're going to know we're walking after God. They don't have to guess it. I, it, it amazes me when people say, I didn't, I didn't even know she was a Christian. I didn't even know she believed in that. Where we walk in that undercover way, that chameleon fading in, where people don't know who we are. It says, but well, we're, we're the light of the world, and we cannot be hidden. No one likes it. No one that it, here we go, makes no sense. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Don't misunderstand why I've come. I didn't come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's love will disappear until its purpose is achieved. 
So if you ignore, and I want, I really want us to get this, 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 this is a powerful thing he's saying. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's law and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that our ancestors were told, you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say... If you are even angry, I, you guys maybe, I done read this about five times this week, so that maybe my passion is a little bit more because God was just speaking and he's been speaking all week to me about this. But I say, even if you are even angry, come on, with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, <laughs> you are in danger of being brought before the court. I mean, I, I thought people were idiots. Come on. We're going to see something. In, 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 it's not just our saying. It's our thinking, okay? Okay. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being, and somebody said, you had the nerve to call someone an idiot. But anyway, if you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And why I say that? Because sometimes I do some idiotic things. And so, but, but can call somebody an idiot. Does anybody in here, I'm the only one in this house that, okay. Okay. And if, and if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you and you just suddenly remember, maybe that's why our altars are empty. And you suddenly remember that someone has something against you. Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come. Then come. Don't get the cart before the horse. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. Why this is so passionate in my spirit is because it starts here. And we've seen this past week that tragedy of of a young man walking into a school and and just killing and our hearts cry out and wail over the loss of so many lives but even as I was sitting there and I'm just thinking I'm thinking about this 
18, was he? 18-year-old yep. kid that just go, goes in. But do you know that before that 18-year-old kid ever put a gun in his hand, there was something in his heart? Do you know that as you begin to kind of listen to the news and kind of hear a little history about the, the young man and that the young man was troubled before he was 18? Lord Jesus. Before he was 18, before he was, he was young. He was, he was young and, and, and had to go live with his grandma. And there was things that was going on in his home and there was things, you know, with him and his mom. And so, so his heart condition... <laughs> was already jacked up at a very young age. Now, why it, it hurt me so bad or it, it is that there is many times we don't understand that what manifests in our life was something from our heart long ago. The ugly, that meant it didn't happen today. You don't get divorced in a day. You don't get mad at somebody in a day and hate them forever. Hatred is something. And sometimes what gets me is that when children are little, have you ever saw, it said even a child is no mice deeds. And so when children are little, sometimes we've laughed when, when a child um, uh, can't say they're sorry or, 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 or when they're very, you know, slam the door and they can't be forgiving. You know, sometimes that's just a child. <laughs> oh, he just, he just gets so mad. He just gets so, girl, my baby just gets so mad. Can't say they, so, and not realizing that little thing grows into a big monster. It grows and it grows and it grows. And unless it's um, addressed, acknowledged, and delivered, okay, it, it continues to grow. And, and, and then all of a sudden we see manifestation of something that started out as a little seed, but it was kept being watered and watered and watered. And all of a sudden now, boom, boom. And we're like, where did that come from? Now I want us to understand that when we come to the house, Lord, it said when we look out in the world and we see all this killing and we see all this and we're just like disgusted with it and we're just like shaking our heads about it. And, and God said, judgment's going to begin in the house of the Lord. We are supposed to be changing the culture. But God says a lot of times the culture, the seed is right in here. The world is looking for people that can be the B attitudes, <laughs> and we still got the world attitudes. And so we, we, we got the hatred. We got the bitterness. We got I can't stand you. We got the, the you sitting on my roll. You, you, you said something wrong. I can't take it. I can't forgive you. I can't. And we don't understand that. And we got Jesus that's keeping us somewhat under control. Can you imagine those that don't have the Lord? And the expectation that we have when we look out and say, why is it happening? Why is that happening? What was wrong with them? What's going on? 
what's going on is that we need to, to, to realize that we have Jesus and we need to get these attitudes out of us that are not God-like attitudes. And God wants us to understand that if I just, if I just angry at you, I'm just angry at you. I'm just, see, you're not fooling nobody. God said we fool our own selves. We deceive our own selves. And you guys, I don't know why God's going to come, we got to come straight this morning. We, we deceive ourselves, our own selves going, hallelujah, oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And I'm mad at Pastor David. And I'm standing here, praise, yeah, hallelujah. Ooh, he's getting on my nerve. Hallelujah. God's saying, uh-uh, well, you're deceiving your own self. And God is saying everybody else may be like, wow, that girl's got a worship going on. <laughs> but God said that I'm displeased with that worship. Leave your gift at that altar and go over there and tell him, I'm sorry. Go over there and get it right. You guys, the more that we don't get it right, just like the little monster in the little kid, in the little kid, we are his little kids. And his spiritual children, if we don't get it right, we're doing the same thing, right? We're allowing that monster to just get bigger and bigger and uglier and uglier. And we're anger and bitter. It says, do not let a bitter root. Can I tell you guys why he said get up from that altar? Because it, if you stay at, stay at the altar and don't get it right, you're just allowing the root to grow deeper. We make every excuse in the world why we don't go get something right. I'm not going to go get it right because, you know, every time you go up to them, they're not going to receive me. I'm not going to go get it right because they're going to have an answer when I say something. I'm not going to get it right because, you know, it's going to turn into a big old sa sa I'm not going to get it right. But we come right back to the same altar that says, get up and go get it right. Get up, go get it right. Go get it right. And God said, I have given you the spirit of reconciliation. God said he's given us that. And we let the enemy say to us that I can't go get it right. God didn't ask me to come tell, tell um, Kanisha that I'm sorry and, and wait for her positive response. Then, then it's all together right. God didn't say, okay, you know what, Kanisha, you know, yesterday when we was talking, there was something, you know, and I just really need to let you know that if I offended you, I'm really sorry. And then I'm just standing there waiting for her to, to acknowledge. And then she doesn't acknowledge. And I'm like, she didn't even, uh-uh. She, or, or, or Kanisha say, I don't believe her. I don't believe you. I'm, I don't believe you're really sorry. The way you, the way you said it. <laughs> you know how we do it. The way you said it. You, she didn't even say it like she was really sorry. You know, what do we want them to do? Get on their faces and bow and ashes and sackcloth? Now I believe you. No. God is like, uh-uh. He said for you to get it right. It's my, me do my part. The Bible says as much as life, <laughs> this scripture got me last night. I was laughing because God says as much as life in you live peacefully with all men. I said, God, do I have enough in me? <laughs> you better ask that question because that's why you can't live peacefully if you don't have enough in you. 
you got to really ask God, wait a minute. I, it's me, Lord. If I can't do it, it's not the other person. It's because I don't have enough in me. And so when we go, we go for reconciliation as much as lieth in me. I can't make the other person do. I can't make the other person respond. I can't do. That's not my part. But my part, as much as lieth in me, live peacefully with all men. God, you told me to ask for forgiveness. God, you told me to, to go to. God, I will go to. And God, I leave the rest. I leave the rest. I leave the rest up to you. God really wants us to know uh, if you finish, I want I didn't go through that whole chapter, but I want y'all to go through that whole chapter because that whole chapter have you going like, what? Okay. It says, you know, it used to be said an eye for an eye, for a tooth for a tooth. It, 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 it always puts the onus back on us to do more than. To be do more than what's asked. Okay. To do more than. Okay. Not. You know, like we want to do the less that we can because we're mad that we have to in the first place. So we want to do the less that we can. But in the scriptures, it's doing more. It's doing more. I'm doing more. Uh, you know, sometimes we just feel like we're being punked out or a puppy or something. That's what it is. And we don't want, it, we don't want nobody to be punking us out. I'd be like, what, did we forget that Jesus... Do we forget that we keep saying we want to be like Jesus? And this same Jesus that didn't do nothing to anybody but took the hit for everybody. Come on. And then it says, I mean, I look, he could have said so much stuff, but it said he never said a what? We want to defend ourselves. Come on, that's why there's war. We want to defend ourselves. We want to stand up for our rights. We want to make sure nobody's walking all over me. Come on. And I'm going to let you know you're not going to punk me out. Come on. But God is saying there's a better way. And, but the better way, what? It, it don't make any sense to us, right? Not at all. It doesn't. This mic is falling off of me over and over. It makes no sense to us to walk that way. Can y'all hear me? Okay, it's the attitude of our hearts that produce the actions. So where do we come back to? It's not what's in my hand, <laughs> it's what's in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what's in my heart. Murderers in the house. Come on, murderers are in the house. Because it says if we hate, if we hate, if we are angry it says be angry and sin not be and i is that kind of hard when you think about it how can i be angry and sin not how can i be angry and sin not because i could say well this is how i cannot sin i'll just hold my anger i'll just not say anything that doesn't mean you're not sinning Cause you could think some stuff. Amen. You could have somebody in the grave in your thoughts. <laughs> Come on. Amen. That doesn't mean you're not sinning. So how can I be angry? See, it, oh, how can I be angry and sin not? The only 
you I can do that is cast it on the Lord. The only way I can do that is hurry up and cast it on the Lord. See, I've been angry at Apostle. And, and when I hold it, by the end of the day, I'm a big sinner by the end of the day. I've thought through scenarios. I've thought of how I'm going to make him know that I'm angry without, without cussing, without slapping, without kicking, without screaming. Just ignore him. Just not say a thing. But I'm sinning. Just, my heart is still ugly. Uh-huh. It's still so nasty. <laughs> Babe, you want to go somewhere? How you doing, babe? And that whole little... I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm not cussing you out. I'm not saying nothing. But my attitude. My attitude is not graceful. It doesn't show the fruit of the spirit at all. It's just plain up fleshy girl. Fleshy Linda is showing up. So the Bible lets us know that it's our hearts we got to, where do wars start? Wars start in our hearts, guys. Wars, before it can ever get on the field of a land, it started here in the field of our hearts. And God wants us to recognize that even as this morning we're thinking of heroes that have laid down their life. Here's the biggest hero of all, you guys, besides Jesus Christ, is Christians who will lay down their lives, who will die to themselves, who will die, according to the word of God, die daily, die daily, die daily to ourselves. The biggest heroes of all. That will die. No, I can't. Oh, God, help me right now, God. I know what this flesh wants to do. I know what this flesh wants to say. I know how this flesh wants to respond. But, God, I die daily. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. You know, there's, a, the, the, um, there's this little cute um, meme out that came out. And, 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 and on it, it, you see this girl. and She's going, Holy Spirit, activate, activate activate and we have you have y'all saw it i've seen it and it was it was so cute and but she, you know she something's happening really in her life that's negative but she's calling on the holy spirit and so the so the the dance is really cute holy spirit activate and so you can get into activate activate but i just wondered after she got finished dancing because she did live out that peace see because it's more than a beat and our problem is, is that we've denoted or demoted the word of God, the praise of God, all that into a beat, into a song. But then when it comes, we can get right up here and be going, hallelujah, hallelujah, and walk right out there and get mad. 
Or before we even get out of here. We've been in worship all morning, and next thing you know, we're mad. But the problem is we really not having activated the Holy Ghost. Come on, we've activated a pretty beat, a pretty move, a pretty wave, but we have not allowed the power of the Holy Ghost to change us, to transform us, to be able to meet what's coming. When we come up here and praise and worship, we and, 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 and this is worship too, we should be ready to meet what's coming. The word of God should have so transformed us, so empowered us, that whatever's coming our way, we're ready. It's more than a song. It's more than a move. The whole, he said, and I shall give you power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to do what? To walk right, talk right, respond right, act right, think right. What are we getting? When we come in and out of the house of the Lord and we, and we wave our hands and we read our word, what are we getting? If we're not getting power, what are we getting? We're getting performance. And performance will not keep us. Performance will not keep us for the next storm that's coming. And you know who's sitting here looking at all of us? It's your enemy that goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And he watches us like, we go, yeah, mm, yeah, ooh. And he go, you know, I'm going to get her in two minutes. Because he knows that we're, you guys, we are calling the power. When we see, I'm going to need power. This is not just for you. When a man is up here singing, it's not just for you. It's for the next test, the next thing that's coming. You're going to need power, power. It says on, on, on the Sabbath day, what we do, it says, it says getting away from all your labors. Your labors. And you're coming to, to get, let God fill you with the power so that now you're ready for your next week. But if you just came up in here to see Sally Sue, to do your move, to hit your high note, to scream a little bit, the enemy's like, mm, got something for her and got something for him. And it ain't going to take that much. It ain't going to take because that they, they cup didn't really get full. Their performance high or your applause of man high, that's not going to last. That's why we find ourselves in the next wave of thing looking and saying, how did I get here? How did I get here? How did I get so angry? How did, how, how, how did I want to slap her? <laughs> There's days that I've been wanting to slap somebody. My husband, my husband go, baby, what's wrong with you? What's going on in your spirit? And I have to say, wait a minute. What am I putting? It says out of the abundance of what? The mouth speaks. And then it acts out of what's abundantly in it. Where do wars come from? What's abundantly in our hearts? That's where wars come from. <gasps> What's abundant in our heart? And you guys, we've got to be careful when we're watching TV. We've got to be careful about what we're saying. And we've got to hold each other accountable. We've 
got to be careful like them stupid Russians or that stupid president. And we just, the, out of the abundance of our hearts, the mouth speaks. And unless you know the ook and catch the ook, you guys, catch it. Yes, we may. I'm telling you, on there's days where that ook comes out. But you guys, it says there's a time to plant. And then there's a time to pluck up that which was planted. A lot of us are planting, but we're not doing too much plucking up. If you pl- plant, if you plant the wrong thing, you better hurry up and pluck it up. If I go out there and I say I'm planting corn and 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 I've got a uh, uh, cactus, you know, I need to say, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute, that's cactus. I need to pluck this up. This is not what I want. And what we need to say, wait a minute, I, I mean, I'm not going to, there's going to be days, you guys, that we're going to, this flesh going to show up. But I'm telling you, when it shows up, pluck it up. Pluck it up. When it's ugly, pluck it up. Say, I'm plucking it up. That, that, I, I can't stand her. I'm plucking it up. She gets on my nerves. I'm plucking it up. I, I don't want to serve God anymore. Pluck it up. Just don't say and stay in that place. A lot of things we're letting just stay. I, I, I just don't feel like, I don't feel like going to church anymore. Pluck it up. Why just keep on watering it? I don't feel like going to church. Here's how we do it. I don't feel like going to church anymore. Phone ring. See, here's some more junk. That's why I don't like going to that church anymore. The enemy's going to keep on bringing you stuff, and you're going to keep. What you got to do is pluck it up. That is not of God. <laughs> that is not what God is telling. I'm going to pluck it up. I don't like her. Oh, she gets on my nerves. Here she comes. See her in the stir. Oh, my God. Here she comes. Oh, my God. Pluck it up. Pluck it up. Stop right there and say, God, wait, this is not your attitude. This is not what you call me to do. I'm using Kanisha this morning. I love her so much. Uh, pluck it up. I'm, go back. Hi, Kanisha. How are you doing today? How are you? Do- is everything okay? Everything okay? Is there anything you need? Not right now. Okay. Pluck Actually. it up. Actually. <laughs> I knew she was going to ask me. To- no. <laughs> pluck it up. Make. Get into the spirit. Somebody said, that's so fake. That's so fake. That's so fake. No. Get into the spirit. I didn't want to see you. I didn't want to be by you. But God said, that's not what he called me to do. Flesh, shut your mouth. And spirit, come on. Pluck it up. Let's, let's, let's not be the cause of wars. War starters, fire starters, that's us. Let's not be that. We need to be love starters. Come on. We, we, we need to be looking at every opportunity. How can I, how can I show love right now? How, how can I get rid of this flesh? I got, you know what? If, if you didn't have to grow, you wouldn't have to have things come against you. So the things that come against us is Father Filtered. Father filtered, he knew she was coming or he was coming or that was coming before it came. 
And now he's just waiting because he would not have sent anything that you could not handle. And what he's saying is, pass the test, daughter. Pass the test, son. My power is within you. And it's able to conquer and, and give you victory over every situation. And I wait and I wait to applaud you because I know you can do it just like I did with Job. I have highly recommended you for this situation and I know that you can do it. And if you but fail, all you have to do is turn back to me and say, Father, help. I need some help. I don't, I can't, my strength right now is kind of weak. Help me, God, and I will help you. Come on, God is asking us this morning as we celebrate and we're in, in, in remembrance. Blood has been bought so that we could have the victory. Blood has been shed and you, we didn't have to shed it. <laughs> All we got to do is access what the power of the blood has for our lives. We don't have to shed the blood, y'all. Just access the power. And God said, access that power and walk it out. Walk it out and stop saying, I don't feel like it. I don't. If there's anything that needs to be crucified sometimes is our feelings. These feelings that don't add up to God's feelings. Yes, you acknowledge it. I'm mad. Okay, I'm mad. But what am I going to do with this madness? I'm going to turn this madness over to God. And I'm not going to let it destroy me. And I'm not going to let it destroy anyone else. Yes, I've got anger. But what am I going to do with this anger? I'm going to turn this anger over to God. And I'm not going to let it destroy me. And I'm not going to let it destroy others. What am I going to do with this bitterness? I'm going to turn it over to God. I'm going to stop watering it. I'm going to stop giving it a reason and an excuse. I'm going to stop. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I've been in church. I've been in church a long time because daddy had us going from the time I can remember. Okay. And you know that the same issue that has stopped people ever since I was a little girl, same issue. People. 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 People keep affecting the hearts of people. And so I realized there's no place that I could go. You know, I have some friends that have said that they'll just go live up in a mountain, you know, and live like a hermit up into, in the mountains. I'm telling you, uh-uh, there's no place you're going to go that some, some person ain't going to jump out the woods. Or some, some people are everywhere. And we got, and you know what? The funniest, even the funniest thing is that I could be the hermit. I can go live in the woods. But you know who I took with me? A person. Me. Me. And until I get the heart of Jesus Christ, I'm not even going to be satisfied with me. Me is going to get on me's nerves. 
I'm not going to like me one day. I'm going to be sick of me. So there comes a time where we got to get the love of the Father who looked beyond the faults of mankind and saw the need of mankind. Every person that we feel is so out of whack is because they have a need. And what's the need? Love. Love that makes no sense. A crazy kind of love that they don't, in our mind, deserve. But it's a God love that's going to change their very life. Our question as we stand, why are there wars? We started out with that question. Why are there wars and arguments and divisions among you? Somebody will not yield the right away. Somebody will not yield the right away. And I don't care if you got there first. If you won't yield the right away, you're going to crash and burn. God, we're all about my rights, my rights, my rights. And have you ever been sitting here? Uh-uh, I got here first. I got here first. Let y'all both crazy come out at the same time. Somebody, somebody's got to say, I'm going to live to see another day. I'm going to live to give God praise. Help yourself. Take the, and don't be all nasty about it, you know, because we go, go ahead with your fool self. Take the right away. See, we do all that kind no, 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 no. Mean it. I say it because I believe it. Not because you're stupid and you're an idiot and you're a fool. I give you the right of way because I believe it. I believe what God says. I believe that in me showing love, in me esteeming you higher than myself, I believe it. We got to get to the point where we believe these things. We're not just saying I esteem you higher than me. But I don't really esteem you, Harmony. It just sounds a very poetic and very strong and very biblical. But have I married that to my heart? That I esteem you higher than me. You take, take this seat. You want to sit there? Take this seat. I'm glad to give you this seat. I'm just so glad that you're here. Wouldn't that be something that if somebody came and said in the pastor's oh. I'm I'm about to tell on myself again, God, why? I'm I'm sitting here and I'm looking on the the video when I'm gone. You know how we can look in here? And so I'm sitting and I, and and past, I I wasn't here. So, so I'm looking and I thought this seat right here, (laughs) I thought, and it was K. And so I'm sitting and I see somebody in this seat and I'm thinking, who's sitting in the seat by Pastor Dave? (laughs) I'm not going to lie on myself ever because that's how you grow okay I remember looking through there like I mean I was all into that like who is that sitting up there don't they know that's where I sit and Pastor David's going to be right I was looking so hard in that thing to see. Then I saw that it was Kay. I love Kay. So y'all said, wasn't if y'all didn't, you didn't love her. But I love Kay. 
But the problem was that I'm trying to say is to get all that fuzzle. Look again. And here's where the look again part. Sometimes I'm, we're looking at something that gets us so upset instead of looking at something that should make us happy. Somebody's in the house of the Lord today. <laughs> Somebody came in and they, they're sitting down. Somebody came to hear about Jesus. But where does our mind go? It can go so they know my husband sit there. That's what that woman who she what? Oh, I know. I know some of y'all ladies have felt this about your man, but that don't that don't make it right. The thing is, is that that's what I'm saying. Look again. Look at where the enemy is drawing you. Instead of where God is calling you. That's what God, where is God calling me? Not where the enemy is drawing me, but where is God calling me? Because that's what starts wars, is where the enemy draws us. Divisions, wars, you know, anger. But God calls us to grace, to mercy, to love, and making sure that we stop and ask ourselves, wait a minute, who is it? What's going on? Is the enemy drawing me or is God calling me? And which answer am I going to answer to? And I pray to God, you guys, that we answer to the call of God. Because God's call is love. God's call is peace. God's call is unity. God's call is reconciliation. Let's answer the call. Remember again, look again, look again. I, this, if there's a, a, a sentence or a sermon that God has worked in my heart, every time I look at the Bible now, I hear, look again. You pick that up, look again. Look again. I come in and I see something. He goes, look again. You know how we can look at people and we got it all summed up. We know what's going on. We know where it's at. We know why they did it. We know not. Look again. God is saying, look again. Come on, look again. Look again so we don't fall into craziness. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this word right now. I just thank you, God. And God, we remember. Today, we remember, we remember the one who came and died, God, and shed his blood that we would have victory over all these agitating frustration and sins that try to hold us back, God, from your glory, hold us back from being the light that you've called us to be. God, but you have given us power through the Holy Ghost. And God, we will not deny the Holy Ghost's power within us, God. And God, when we feel like we can't help it, God, we remind ourselves, look again, look again. There's a power in you that's greater than you. Look again. And God, we will rely on that power, oh God, to help us to live peacefully. As much as lieth in us, God, we will live peacefully with all men. And God, in saying that, we say more of you, more of you, more of you. Oh, God, so that we can have a whole lot of you lying within us, a whole lot of power lying within us. So, God, in a moment, in an instant, God, we'll be ready, ready, ready warriors, God, to walk this out the way that you would have us to walk it out. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. amen. This right now, if...